Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today I have another awesome guest. I'm really happy she was able to make it. Uh, Shayna Te, she's the co-founder and chief of money at the Food Market Hub. Uh, Shayna, thank you very much for your time and um, to join me today on this uh, episode of Pat's Chat. Yeah, pleasure to join you. Sorry. Yeah, a very good experience. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Uh, Chief yeah. of Money, it's an interesting title. We come back to that a little bit later. Uh, first of all, as always, I want to know a little bit more about yourself, who you are, how would you describe yourself? Mm, well, okay. Um, I, I would say that I come from a traditional Chinese family where um, I think my parents were expecting me to Uh, take over their business someday. So, um, so uh, I was, um, so, so my path was actually set, like, you know, you need to take accounting business or when you study and then, um, and then come out and then help in the family business. So that, that was, um, that was the time where I, I, I guess it was already set as an expectation at an early age. So I never really thought of what I really want to pursue until I think when I was submitting my university application, that I, I suddenly felt like, no, I, you know, I'm really interested in design. But I guess my, my, uh, my dad was, was not uh, very encouraging uh when it comes to that so he says you know what mm, he's paying the school fees um i guess i just need to you know finish the uh the cost that he expects me to then so so i finished okay. my um accounting and business law degree in australia mm-hmm. and then um i i actually wanted to stay on for a bit to get some work experience but you know Uh, parents and the responsibility so we compromised uh, and and said that okay I will um, go to Singapore to work for a bit get more exposure before I can you know really help out in the family business yeah and and then after you, so, you work so for for PwC and uh, KBMG that was in Singapore Um, yeah, so PwC was in, in Penang. So I was in oh, Singapore nice. for a while mm-hmm. and then uh, SARS happened and my mom practically called me every day to ask me to come back. So then I went back, uh, joined PwC um, and you know, did my stint there. Then I thought, no, I need a bit more exposure and the closest place I can get is you know, back to Singapore again. So then I went um, to Singapore um, and worked in KPMG for a bit under consulting um, services. And then um, then I think my dad started calling and says, hey, you know, um, you have been there for uh, a while. Maybe it's time to, you know, come back. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's my journey back and forth, back and forth, and then back yeah. to Penang. So eventually you, you joined the family business also as a accountant or auditor? Yeah, yeah. So um, my actually my grandfather had a business. Um, it's in the food industry. He's, mm-hmm. He was a um, wholesaler for dry goods and, um, and canned food. So 
then um, I wanted to go back to help in that business. But my my dad has his own. Um, so he was running an <clears throat> accounting firm, an mm-hmm. audit firm. And he was hoping that I could take over uh, and help him out um, so he can retire. Um, but I think, you know, the, the guy behind never retires, even though they say they want to. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's the kind so, of family so, business, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, um, and so then, um, yeah, so I decided, okay, I will, you know, uh, go through my uh, professional journey, um, finish up my CPA, and then get my mm-hmm. audit license. Mm-hmm. And that was like, you know, that went past like six, seven years just finally to get the audit license. Yeah, and, yeah. and after that, um, I realized that, hey, you know, it, it's, like, it's like one part of the journey where um, I have done it for my parents, for my dad. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, I'm more passionate in really in design. Um, yeah. um, uh, and I, I started looking out for um, businesses that is, you know, that would interest me and take up more challenge rather than, um, you know, sitting behind the laptop and the books to, mm-hmm. um, if, if you see my LinkedIn profile before, um, before I house kitted, I, w- I, I was actually saying that, you know, I, I didn't want to spend my life verifying my client's wealth. <laughs> I think I want to build my own wealth. <laughs> oh yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah. So was that like, uh, I saw that like for 10 years, you were basically in the business of uh, auditing and um, yeah. in this in this area. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you came up with an idea that uh, seemed to fit quite well what you wanted to do designing. Um, that was uh-huh. shoe designing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so the, the concept of that shoe is, is nothing new. It's actually, it existed like way back then. It's just that um, it isn't as popular as publicized in, in Southeast Asia. So I, I was actually um, on a trip in um, Italy. Uh, and, and then when I think we toured, I think my husband was, was based in Germany then for, for a while um, mm-hmm. for work. So I so went over to visit him and then we were traveling. And then I saw this concept shoe where they have hidden heels for men. Uh-huh. So, to so make I them thought, hey, taller, look, right? Yeah, to make them look taller. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, hey, look, yeah, this, this is something interesting. And, um, and I, I think like, you know, women has always been wearing heels. And, mm-hmm. and, and we, ha- we are not ashamed that, you know, we want to look tall. That's why we were wearing heels and look good. And for men, maybe it's a, it's a slightly different concept. So I thought this hidden heels will work well in the Asian market. So I went to do research and I found out that there was actually, um, uh, you know, a market in Singapore, like someone is selling in Singapore as well. And um, in Philippines and in, in China, there were like a lot of manufacturers um, doing that. But when I look into uh, the, the shoes that they have, they are mainly from uh, the you know from China, and those designs are usually huge and bulky and short. Is also so it, it looks very obvious if you are wearing it. Um, and I thought, hey, you know, we can. 
uh, redesign it, make it more like the Italian style, longer mm-hmm. sleeper. Yeah. So I, I actually went for the Canton Fair and I sourced for like the manufacturers one by one. We literally go booth by booth. Wow. Uh, so my husband went with me, we went booth by booth. And then, so when we engage uh, one of them, uh, we were afraid that, you know, whether they really exist and we actually, we actually took like the cab all the way to the factory in the outskirts <laughs> just to verify that the factory yeah. was there. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, interesting. Then, yeah. yeah, so uh, lucky enough, um, I, I met the, the chief of the, uh, the production design. Uh, he was very helpful. So um, what I did with him was like, we went through the designs that they had and how we need to maybe to, to meet my requirements, we need to reconstruct the whole shoe, get a new mold and everything. And then we went to like, you know, the, the leather market to source for the, the leathers that I require. So, so I basically start from scratch, you yes. know, looking for from all this. Zero, design a new brand new shoe, right? That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so Italian uh, design or that you, you liked, uh, the name of the company was Schuster, uh, but written Schuster, in the yeah. German way. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That that probably came yeah. from like when when you were in Germany. When so, um, yeah. So. That's so, a, so yeah. So the the name. So everyone was asking me, oh, what? How, how how do you pronounce it? Why is it so comp? You know, so difficult to pronounce. <laughs> and I thought, oh well, because that time I was in Germany, so I thought, hey, we were googling up. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, not so difficult. It's pronounced the same as the English too, right? So in the end, the same, but yeah. uh, a very uh, special name. Um, I, I like the idea, like the concept. Um, also, you showed some picture with your your husband. You 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 used like that mm-hmm. as a use case, right? That uh, yeah. men just want to appear a bit taller, also, especially if the, the girlfriend or the wife is taller, right? Taller, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. So, uh, so my husband was my guinea pig man. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually shorter uh, than I. So I, I was talking to him about, you know, um, how, how does he feel? He says I, he never felt that it was a problem. But when, if you look deep down, uh, when you are in a, you know, in a bigger organization, when you want to do presentation or when you're in sales and all that, sometimes, um, like, like, like we'll say, first impression do count. And, um, you know, looking good makes you confident. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I started off with the concept that it's not just about um, looking good. So it's more about building your confidence, getting um, tools that help you to build confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So a product uh, built on like the mood or the confidence of uh, people, right? I saw the podcast you did with uh, BFM uh, back in 2015. And um, that was interesting to to listen to because you specifically mentioned uh, about marketing and how the marketing related to the sales. Like once you put money into the marketing, you had your sales are quite good. But once you stopped, then the sales dropped immediately. Um, w- was that the reason like that Schuster was not like the success story that you maybe expected in the end or what, what really happened with Schuster in the end? Um, okay, so um, at that time, so marketing is something new to me. I was learning how to do Google ads myself, Facebook advertising, um, writing blogs. And then um, 
and 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 also trying to capture you know how to you know bring out the message because uh, it is it might sound too crude if I said you know um, um, wear my shoes and and look taller and no, nobody would like it um, because um, I think for men they they tend to keep it to themselves. Unlike women, when they love something, they would uh, share it, and 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 so that that was the difficult part when I did the marketing. I realized that um, there are not a lot of um, uh, sharing of this this news, like uh, and it can go viral because someone like it. Um, probably men would say that, "Hey, look, I like this, and I would, you know, keep it to myself." You know, after all, that's why it's hidden hills, <laughs> and um, and I noticed that. Um, so I, I spoke to uh, the the owner from Crocs, and he said mm-hmm. that he has a multi brand outlet that he could ha- he could let me you know uh, have my shoes display there and to to sell it and test it out. So uh, when I was you know observing. Um, um, the, the consumer behavior of buying my shoes at, uh, at the retail outlet is that usually they would go and you know check it out with their friends. Let's say they saw it from Facebook, they may check it out with their friends, but mm-hmm. they are reluctant to try it on in front of their friends mm-hmm. or to acknowledge that they want to buy the shoes. And then they would come back on their own to test it and then buy it. Ah, interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to to capture that psychology and how to market it I, I, th- I think I didn't uh, grasp the concept well enough to, to learn mm-hmm. how to market it well mm-hmm. um, so it was a lot of trial and error trial and error um, but I think uh, some, I was lucky to actually manage to get um, retailer, uh, dealers wholesalers in Singapore Hong Kong and London um, and the quantity that was that that they were selling uh, was 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 for a start it was pretty good. So as the demand increased, um, I also faced um, the the capital uh, constraint as well because um, my shoes are all leather shoes and the minimum order is pretty high. Mm-hmm. And to cater for different sizes and you mm-hmm. know different types and designs, yeah. and then with the amount that I need to spend on marketing as well. So at that time, I was like really uh, earning what I get from um, my day salary and then pump it in into the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I think looking back, um, what I, I, I realized that I did not do well was um, I, I basically want to be very hands-on. I did everything on my own. So I, I was struggling, fighting with time um, to do everything myself. Um, because I was bootstrapping, I, I didn't dare to hire people um, to, you know, to spend the money on resources to help me out. Rather, I keep thinking that I can do it myself. I, I, mean, I can do this. I think I know better than hiring someone and then needing to teach them. So I was doing everything on my own and and I think that is one of the pitfalls as well. Mm. Okay, understand. Yeah. Thank, thanks for sharing that experience. I think that's uh, very valuable to know and understand also. 
let's move a little bit forward um, to to different times. Uh, I read you you were running a couple of coffee shops after that, and uh, basically the challenge is running those uh, coffee shops. Um, um, like went to the ideas that you really had with a uh, food market hub. Uh, maybe you can yeah. uh, quickly introduce the process that, that you went through or what happened and what is food market hub also? Um, well, so after, you know, after Schuster, um, I decided that, Hey, look, maybe this, this is not uh, the business that I can venture passion and, you know, business might be different. Then, uh, then I was still looking out because maybe it's the, um, the the family background where we always felt like you know um, business uh, you know doing business would be a more secure way than just being in employment um, and and so I I was looking out for you know uh, businesses to do and I was discussing with my husband that you know hey we can uh, look into. Um, maybe restaurants and cafes. At that time, he was still um, an engineer in Intel. And so I, we were thinking of like, hey, he, he loves to cook. I said, why not, um, you know, we can explore and, and you know, run cafes. And then, so we did a lot of research and then, but it didn't, it sort of didn't uh, uh, materialize that soon because of the cost. And we were looking at the Penang market. I think then after that, um, um, we we had this opportunity to venture into um, a, a, a cafe business. So it was like an internet uh, cafe. And so mm -hmm. from there, the little small business, it started then, it gives us confidence. And we slowly expand to, you know, opening um, cafes at, at the outlets and all. And we thought that we were doing well because mm -hmm. um, when we look at uh, sales, we look at food, we get uh, good reviews and all that. But but I, I think um, it's the, the the food cost management that was not done properly that even though there are sales, but we don't see money at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Okay. Everything was, you know, uh, being spent on certain things that we thought that, yeah, it's crucial for the business. Mm -hmm. So when, where did the money go? Yeah. And, and we, we reflected and we sat down and we looked into it. So there were actually a lot of hidden costs that, you know, uh, being considered new in the, the F&B business. So there were like hidden costs like, you know, purifierage uh, from uh, employees, uh, procurement issues. Like sometimes we get stuff to buy, but um, there were kickbacks you know, with the suppliers, issues yeah. like that. Yeah. And then also managing food waste uh, in the kitchen. So these are little, little things that you, you don't see it. Uh, it's not like right in front of you, yeah. but you need to but drill sum down up, and right? into it before you can discover that. Yeah. yeah. They sum up. Yeah. You have so like a couple of small up, amounts, but material. then it becomes a big one Yeah, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So so that 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 really hit us and then thought, so my husband, um, Anthony, was the, uh, the software engineer and he thought that, hey, look, you know, I think I can uh, build something to track all this costs to make procurement more transparent um, and it would be, you know, 
a good fit for you, especially uh, business owners with multi-outlets to control and to be able to monitor their costs on a real-time basis. And then he started, you know, writing the program and um, pulling in some of um, uh, resources to help him. And, and, and when he tested it out with, uh, you know, one or two FMB owners that he, he knows and they, they love it. And so then that's, that's how we, you know, started the journey nice. to, yeah. you know, yeah. focus and build Food Market Hub. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a great story. I mean, it basically really, the idea really came from, uh, what you were struggling with when you run the coffees, right? Uh, the coffee shops and, uh, uh, when you went through the, the process on how can you improve that? How can you help? Well, maybe yourself, but how can you help the entire industry to really, um, become more lean or like understand where, where the money really goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I, I guess it's it's um, along the way we you know we, we keep having like self reflect and look at ways where we can um, we realize that hey this is this is really a big market and there aren't uh, real direct competitors around that is doing yeah. what we are doing yeah. and and so then um, Anthony start um, you know going out doing the marketing pitching um, while I handle the back end you know the cash flow um, <laughs> the operations and all that yeah, yeah. yeah you handle the money yeah we said it before you're the chief of money at the yeah. uh, food market hub now you're running your own uh, family business <laughs> I thought that was interesting because basically I connected first with uh, Anthony um, I, I saw this uh, awesome uh-huh. post on, on LinkedIn and uh, then I connected with him, uh, asked him for uh, joining the, um, uh, the chat mm-hmm. today and said like, why don't you ask uh, Shayna? <laughs> so first, I didn't know, right? <laughs> you were related. So that was mm-hmm. uh, interesting to discover. Um, are, are you more like the, the spokeswoman of the company or is it more like a time thing or is it like just your preference to do that? Is she more like the... The programmer type well, of guy. Well, I, I guess um, I am. So, so it started off as you know, I'm I um, because he's doing the front end, front facing one. So someone has to you know manage the operations and the money. And so I thought, okay, I will you know be the the person behind looking at the, and he can be the front facing. So he went off to pitch and all that. But I guess uh, with um, you know the 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 expansion plans and all that so looking into strategies and having you know discussion more with the developers because we have now like practically half half of our company's uh, employees are mainly the software engineers mm-hmm. and you know him tying up with that and and so uh, we decided that hey we need to um, so I probably need to come up with um, looking at certain areas like marketing and uh, helping with not just operations, but uh, marketing, branding and stuff that we can, you know, uh, try to uh, get more publicity, visibility, um, so that our customer feels comfortable and, you know, uh, and know know that we are a stable, reliable company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Awesome. So, so I mentioned before um, the reason I, I um, became aware about Food Market Hub uh, because I'm not in the F&B uh, industry was really that um, that awesome um, uh, funds that you raised uh, four million uh, USD. That's roughly what seventeen, eighteen million uh, yeah. ringgit. Um, yep. An awesome story. Maybe you can walk us through the process, like how that happened. I mean, um, how you started to uh, pitch while your company was already running. The company is three years old, right? You founded in, in mm-hmm. uh, yep. 2017. Like the process of like getting uh, people interested, pitching it, or also looking out for the right partners that help you to to really uh, raise that that money in the end. So, um, so actually the pitching started, uh, for me, it started when um, I was uh, running Schuster. So I was looking for government grants, um, trying to get, uh, you know, grants to help in the business. So when we started Food Market Hub, um, we know where we should get some uh, certain grants that can help us um, to, to grow the business. And so, so we, we actually joined like a magic and accelerator program by mm-hmm. the Malaysia government <laughs> and it helped a lot as because they coach us how to, uh, how to pitch and give us visibility to the investors. And so that's the journey where um, slowly, slowly um, uh, we are able to reach out to investors. And um, so I think um, we, we, we got a few grants like the Cradle Grant and the MDAC Grant to help us through. That, that, that was really helpful, especially with um, COVID. It actually prolonged our runway. Mm-hmm. And then during, during that difficult time, uh, we were lucky that uh, with the engineers and you know, Brainstorm, we were able to pivot and you know, generate more cash flow. Uh, during COVID by turning our B2B marketplace to a B2C marketplace to reach out to consumers. Because mm-hmm. um, initially the marketplace was meant for uh, suppliers and restaurants. Yep. Um, but then because of COVID, we, we worked with the restaurant owners and the suppliers to lower the MOQs to reach out to the consumers. Okay, yeah, interesting. So there it generates uh, enough cash flow to pay salary. Um, and to to extend our runway while uh, Anthony was um, also you know aggressively looking for um, investors um, and we, we did get um, uh, one or two offers and and then uh, because of COVID uh, one one of the investors sort of slowed down their their discussion with us then uh, then came uh, GV. And, and so they were like, hey, look, yeah, you know, I think maybe it, it works for them. Like they were looking for, you know, uh, a player in the F&B industry. And um, I think we were, we were really lucky that, you know, uh, we, we found them at the right time to, mm-hmm. to help yeah. pull us out from this uh, COVID situation. Mm. So that, that was really a blessing. Yeah. And, wow. and I think Anthony really worked hard to, you know, uh, pitch uh, with the investors. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Can Can you share like how many pitches you you did? Um, I think. Wow, well, I 
I don't even know how many pitches they've Roughly. done. But it sounds like a uh, lot already, but, right? Yeah. Okay. I think for him, it's way more. Mm. Uh, I think he, that day he was showing me a list. I think maybe 40, 50 along wow. the lines. Yeah. Then yeah. for me, uh, from Schuster to, to Food Market Hub, maybe um, 10, 20. But because um, along the way, it doesn't make sense for us to both do the same thing. We should split our scope. Mm-hmm. So we decided that because he knows the, the product in depth, so he should be uh, pitching up uh, more with the, the investors while um, since yeah. I'm doing the operational, I will concentrate. Otherwise, you know, the, sure. the resources is not enough. Correct. Yeah. So he, yeah. he actually pitched a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So con- congratulations for that. I think it's, a, it's really an awesome story. Um, okay. You got 4 million USDs now. I think now the, the hardest work only starts, right? What is, what is yeah. your plans? What is your ideas? What is next to come? What is your biggest challenges right now? Okay, I think so with, with the money coming in, there's like expectations from the investors and the target that we need to meet. So um, I think right now for us is the, the first few months, uh, the internal uh, operations in the company, oh, that one, like, you know, because we are expanding so fast, uh, the hiring process is is also one of our challenges where we want to attract uh, a lot more talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as I mentioned before, like because our branding uh, previously wasn't as strong as our competitors, so uh, attracting talent is is mm-hmm. also um, a, a fair bit of challenge as well because yeah. we would have like um, candidates that that was asking us how. You know, how did we fare during the COVID? And and I, I even recently, I had like response from candidates where it is, oh, I saw uh, that you managed to raise funds. That gave me more comfort that, you know, uh, I, you know, um, wow, I, I can join, you know, uh-huh. the company. So okay. hiring, uh-huh. yeah, is definitely one of the challenges. And also yeah. uh, the, the internal process, the, the controls that is in place, the efficiency, we mm-hmm. need to really fine-tune it now as the team grows bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, hiring more talent in to help us is is the, the key yeah. focus okay. as well. Why, yeah. why don't you do a shout-out? What, what kind of resources are you looking for most urgently right now? Um, I think for developers, we are still looking for, you know, the back-end software developers, I think mm-hmm. we recently got a few like the product uh, engineers, but I think the U, UI UX, uh, we are still looking. Mm-hmm. And then we are also, you know, hiring um, even like down from um, the, the creative designer, uh, the HR coordinator that can, you know, help build the culture, you know, with all that. So, yeah, these, these are all the positions that we are looking at. Finance, actually, we are also looking at, so, you know, for a finance manager, so I can <laughs> relieve some of my um, job there, so I can yeah. focus more on the, the, yeah. the customer uh, success and customer support. Yeah. Mm, awesome, yeah. A lot of uh, job openings. That, that's great to see companies hiring in uh, these times that we currently uh, go through. What, what is the best, easiest way to reach out to you or the company for job applications? Um, 
I think um, LinkedIn anytime when they you know they send uh, messages to us to LinkedIn and their resumes or through our website we have our email address that they can you know mm-hmm. drop in their CVs. Um, definitely, we will be looking uh, through uh, calling out for the candidates. Yeah, even even the most informal way, like you know, PM us through Facebook. We 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 also monitor that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, a lot of ways to connect with uh, Shayna with uh, Food Market Hub. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your stories, uh, your success uh, that is currently ongoing, but also the challenges, the failures that you had, you went through. You learned a lot from from them, obviously, um, to make this company now a very successful one. Thank you very much. Thanks for you know looking out uh, for us to to do this podcast. Yeah. Sure. Thank thank you so much. Um, have a great day. Um, have a great weekend soon. And thanks for watching this episode. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to reach out to uh, Shana and Food Market Hub for any job openings, uh, follow them, support them. And then I see you next week for another episode of Pat's Chat. Thanks. Have a great day.